All right, everybody, thank you for joining us here on another episode of The Chop Shop, our first brand new episode now that we are part of the Blue Wire Hustle Network. Glad to be here. Hustle, baby. Also, our first episode with our newest member, joining us all the way from the UK, Luke Anthony Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, presenting the newest signing of Bucker Bomb Entertainment from the United Kingdom, presenting the one and only one, Walsh Meister, Luke Anthony Walsh. Bada bing, bada boom, how you all doing? I am so delight to finally sign with the right side. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm here to make some money. I've, I, I see you invested your your new money well. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I Dad, feel bad. We pl- should have given him a much better. He had to give himself an intro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. I like it. I actually that like a, it. That was a great intro. Exactly. Boy, I hate to be the one that follows them. So which uh, which one of you guys wants to follow him? <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, you go ahead, Daniel. No. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> your very own, excuse me too, trivia champion. Undisputed, it seems, because I've yet to find a, a, a contender that wouldn't even say that's worthy, but even wants to take on the title. Your boy, mm-hmm. DMC Grizzle. Daniel. I'm, I'm, yes. I mean, you said about looking for contenders. I mean, now that I'm here, I may, I may as well just immediately Ooh. state my claim to that title. Uh-oh. So, you know, uh, to quote quote a a famous WCW guy, you're next. Hey, I said on on our last episode that I was taking all challengers, and and you qualify for that, my new friend. So, (laughs) bring it on. Game on. The popcorn has not stopped flowing the past two days. That's that's for sure. Exactly. Exactly. Solid. Yes. Hi, everybody. I'm Orlando from Fernando. One week. One week. Until I see the first ever AEW show in Miami, Florida. So excited! Mm-hmm. And this is your second AEW. This is your second AEW show, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because they they came into uh, 2020. It was like February. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The first ever Bash of the Beach, and now they changed it to a. I've already forgot the name now, but whatever. But I'm just so excited to see a wrestling show. I just can't wait. Mm. And I am your hostess with the mostess. Sarah Visick out of Syracuse, New York. Mm-hmm. So lots to get to today. Uh, WWE has made it official. Uh, King Corbin is no longer King Corbin. He's just back to plain old Baron Corbin. Actually, I just read they're trying to get a trademark for Happy Corbin. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, so... It, it's probably going to be that stupid kind of giver where he's still depressed, but they're kind of saying that he's happy or like, you know, like the serious face where, but he's happy. Mm. So the, the thing is with Baron Corbin is that over the years, he has had so much potential and, you know, he's very much a Miz character for the, for the modern day. He's worked so hard at his character, at his gimmick, but he's just not been given the run of the pencil. He's had the money in the bank a few years ago, only to drop it to Jinder Mahal the the, the the Friday before SummerSlam, you know. And and it's ridiculous to think that you know he went through dog food, he went through the King gimmick. Uh, obviously, now that's been passed on to Shinsuke Nakamura. But it's it, what what do you do with Baron Corbin? Well, that's plausible, you know. Well, uh, apparently. 
apparently it looks like they're going to turn on face, which I don't, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't see him as a face. Do you no, guys? He's a good heel and he needs to stay heel. Yeah. Yeah. He's an incredible good heel. I just, I, no, like to me, he's like, no. I always think whenever you turn a, a heel guy face, you have to give them a credible reason for doing so. And yep. they've just not been able to find it, even when they put him with Lacey Evans and put him against yeah, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. Because, you know, does anyone remember that happened? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it, it's, 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 I don't know. It, it, it's, it's very much in limbo. But I think that's very much been the case of quite a few WWE wrestlers over the last couple of months, especially with all the firings and sort of the reshuffle within the company is that we're finding these wrestlers who just who have so much potential but not getting enough out of them for the booking each week yeah i think he's mm-hmm. another kind of case of like a ricochet like situation um he's mm. like I and mean, he's the, he's the mid-card master he's mm. uh, you know it's i don't i don't they, they just don't know what to do with a lot of, of their talent unfortunately and um and it sucks because he obviously puts in the you know the hard work um and uh, it's not that he doesn't have great emotions or that he's not capable um so i'll we'll have to see how awkward this happy happy baron corbin situation is which yeah, will so. undoubtedly be all very awkward yes pretty much uh so next up uh, breaking news today uh the rock scored an amazon deal uh, Dwayne Johnson and Seven Bucks Productions, in relation to the Young Bucks, uh, working with Amazon Studios, uh, they won a bidding war on what is termed a four-quadrant holiday action comedy, which will be called Red One, and developed by Hiram Garcia. Uh, Dwayne Johnson will star in the film, slated to begin filming in 2022 with a release of 2023. I, I need to know what vitamins, what protein shake that the rock takes because all of these projects that he's doing is just insane mm-hmm. you know i mean he took over the xfl he he's doing shazam right now he's right mm-hmm. now filming shazam uh i think he has like a tv like uh oh yeah his, a tv about himself which he is in the show nbc's the young rock young rock of course you know yeah. you know and which he has fun all- to watch mm-hmm. uh, yeah i have to like watch it i haven't watched it yet so <laughs> I, got, uh, I got a couple episodes in. I was waiting to the end, just kind of binge it all in one day. Uh, it's definitely worth yeah. a watch. Yeah, I'll probably They're binge good. it later on. But yeah, but the rock is like so damn busy. It's a sick. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it makes you wonder, but like we, we all know, I guess as wrestling fans at the moment, is that the end goal at the moment is for the rock to return to strip Roman Reigns of the Universal Title. Be that I'm, I'm sorry, well, wait, wait, you said strip, or strip, after. Excuse yeah, me. How busy uh, uh, will he make uh, himself nope. get to, to give himself time to be able to get in shape and credibly get back within the fold to be able to to make that happen? Well, I mean, he's always in shape. That man always works out. So, <laughs> he's but ring shape is, ring shape's different than just regular in shape. Mm. Wait, wait, you don't think he's probably like training in the ring? Probably he does some like routines, maybe every now and then. I'm sure he's got a good cardio regime going on, but. When the time he took a bump or you know ran the ropes, I mean, I imagine well, any time that he ever got anywhere near a wrestling ring, we would have seen a photo of it by now, or somebody was exactly. he was seen walking into some building that is known to maybe have a wrestling ring in it. There would have been some sort of odd rumor at some point. So and, 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 I don't and know if he has. Yeah. And let's not let's, forget, I, I, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. 
the last time he was in a ring and in, in a match per se, I mean, if you want to class the whole Eric Rowan six seconds thing uh, in, in Dallas, but <laughs> his last proper match was was 2013 uh, back at WrestleMania when he, he popped his shoulder out during his match against uh, John Cena. So mm-hmm. it, it's whether he can be able to go against Roman Reigns, who again is in the form of his life and is in you know, the, the shape of his life. So it's such a huge expectation for him to come back after what will be nine, maybe 10 years. So so it, it remains to be seen what happens next with uh, The Rock coming back to the WWE. Mm-hmm. It would be nice to see them both in the same ring now that Roman has like a r- really strong character and that people yeah. are actually really super oh, enjoying. The, the, you know, the narrative is there, isn't it? The, the annual Wai tree has is is so so well established. I mean, of course, the Usos, Rikishi, you know, Alpha and Seeker. I mean, like yeah. even the Yokozuna Icons documentary, which I urge everyone to go check out on the network, is that you know it's such a, a an expansive look. Add to how strong the bond is with with, with the with the family, it's just the missing piece of the puzzle is getting Dwayne the Rock Johnson back in the fold to be able to claim his his seat at the head of the table and to see mm-hmm. Heyman against Rock once more. I'll take my money. Yes, yeah. it's just the only it's, the only thing is just like when does he have the time? That's the problem. Like it's just like when can he like give like at least maybe what like two months maybe. Because like mm-hmm. what he did like with the with John Cena, he went, he did Raw, then he flew, and then he started doing movies. So it was just like, so his schedule was really tight. So I don't know. We'll have to see. I mean, if you can give him three phone in, you know, kind of interviews, you know, video interviews, that will suffice for a couple of weeks. We're not gonna have to see him in person at least three or four times. Oh no, there's gonna you know, be some that's gonna complain about that. I have to say. Of course okay. they will. They're wrestling fans. It's it's what we do. But I mean, it's I, I think that you, you you can get away with ha- having them in on video and having them s- split screened and have them talk. You know, but maybe three four times until you finally see them in person, two or three times, and then we have you know either SummerSlam or you know something like Survivor Series or whatever. I mean, I disagree. You know, going back on the road in three weeks, uh, going back in front of live fouls, they're going to want the pop. Like, if it was the Thunderdome era, then yes, obviously it'd be a, a different story altogether. But we are talking about WWE getting back to normal, getting back to, to how we remember wrestling to, to used to be. They're going to want to have that pop in front of the crowd. So he's going to have to be there in person, wherever they, they, they may be during the tour. Mm-hmm. Agree. It's hard to even think about things being back to normal. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I'm still thinking yeah. in like you know a pandemic sense, but you are absolutely correct. July is next. July is coming up, guys. So I. Mhm. Mhm. So to get to an ugly segment, um, mm. Nikki Bella has apologized uh, for oh. past comments eight years ago about China. Uh, back when she was on Fashion Police, which was hosted by Joan Rivers, uh, made comments saying China, you know, look like a man, whatever. Okay, let, let's just first make everybody understand the Fashion Police back in the day was very vulgar comedy where you're supposed to insult the person on how they looked, what their dress was, things like that. I mean, Joan Rivers was very famous on doing that, even though that mm. she's like the queen of plastic surgery from her time. You know, God, God rest her soul by any means. 
But, you know, so it's just like, you know, Nikki Bella and Brie Bella, they were on Fashion Police and they had to go with that kind of comedy, unfortunately, you know? They probably made fun of Hulk Hogan because they had Hulk Hogan's picture as well as Stacey Keebler's. So they had to, like, at least insult, like, their former co-workers, you know? Yeah. And they have to come out and apologize, said it was in bad taste, which they wouldn't have done it. Uh-huh. Exactly. I mean, everybody said something about China. Let's not let's not play innocent or try to be defensive, like being like, you know, defending China. I bet some of you probably said something offensive to China. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think the thing is about China and, and sort of as wrestling fans, again, over, over the last decade is that the relationship we have with her and sort of looking up to her as going from the ninth wonders of the world to what she's done outside of the ring has been, you know, we, we, we sort of come back to full circle of recognize that as, yeah, she was this badass woman. She was a pioneer of what is now women's wrestling uh, in, in the modern era. And it's, it's tough to watch these clips from, from eight, nine years ago, but that, that was the culture. You know, she was mm-hmm. making films in the, in the adult industry. She was a different person. Like, effectively, we were talking about China uh, back then, like how we're talking about Sonny uh, t- today, you know? And Sonny had a great career. So it's, it's, it's kind of sad in, in, in a way, but, you know, all, all respect to, to Nikki Bella for putting her hands up and saying, you know what? Yeah, I, I regret saying saying that because I think you know she quite easily could have brushed it to one side and said, "Yeah, it was th- that was that." But she recognised that China China was a pioneer, and um, I know China's family came out in a statement saying they accept her apology. And you know, it's it's something that we all need to move on with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely all about you know someone needing to say, "Hey, I was wrong about this," um, and especially like if you watch that documentary and you don't come away from it. Uh, just seeing how fantastic of a person that China was mm. and and how uh, warm and loving that she that she's you know that she genuinely seems um, in a, a lot of those scenes even when she's not a hundred percent you know coherent then I don't know what you're seeing in that podcast so um, yeah or, or sorry or we're doing a podcast in that <laughs> in documentary, documentary yeah, um, yeah, yeah. so like uh, you know, I mean, I was just, I was so wowed at the end of that. I mean, it, it is very sad, but I, I was also really happy to realize like how much of a just fantastic person that she was. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't see that and then say, you know what, I'm sorry, I've ever said anything bad about that person. She's lovely. So mm-hmm. I'm cool with it. Yeah. Rest in peace, China. Well, I get choked up talking about that documentary. I no, mean, trust me. Yeah, that documentary really broke my heart. Trust mm. me. I know. I, I, at the end of the day, it's no longer if China is going in the Hall of Fame, it's when. It's, it's as yeah. simple as Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They better do it for 2022, honestly. Like, after everything, like, she deserves her own self-induction. Like, for think, everything that she has done, you know. I think her going in with DX just kind of like a litmus test to see how people would react, um, seeing how it was mostly positive, I think, She'll be in by herself within two years. Yeah, guaranteed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so kind of an update from last week. Uh, last week's injury report included Damian Priest with an injured back. Um, it has come out that he actually uh, was not injured, um, but it was put out there that he was away for personal reasons. Um, mm-hmm. What those personal reasons were is not said. But if you watch Raw from last night, you can see he is back. 
Okay. Yeah, it, it it's a weird one with Damian Priest. Of course, obviously coming off the back of Bad Bunny, uh, with the WrestleMania run, is that you know he's now got to go back to the Damian Priest we remember, uh, even mm-hmm. in, in NXT, and it's well, where where does he fit in within the puzzle? I mean, yes, you could maybe suggest he go into the US title picture, uh, and challenge, but he has to be built up in in, in a way where you know eight, nine, ten wrestlers are competing for the same spot. Um, so it was, it was good to see him back in, in the Battle Royal. Obviously, he, um, he, he came runners-up uh, to Riddle, who uh, got the final spot uh, in that main event. But I, what, what, what do you do with Damien Priest? It's, it's such a hard call to say where... where it's, it's almost like the WWE need another belt to be able to create another reason to to get these, these lower-card guys back within the mix and, and get them fighting for for something that means something, you know? Well, I mean, what I saw from this past Raw, it seemed like he's going to be, like, Riddle's friend. So if Brandy does attack Riddle, like, or mm. betray him, I'm thinking that Damian Priest is in the wing to, you know, be like, that's my friend that you hurt, so I'm now going to hurt you. So that's what it seemed like so, yeah, so I would, far. I would, happily, I would happily take a, you know... A Randy Orton feud for him. Um, it, yeah. it is unfortunate that we have to lean on the fact that, hey, let's get him into this title picture because we can't rely on them to give us great stories right now, unfortunately. Yeah. So it, um, I think, and you know, we can say the same thing about Mr. Baron Corbin, that Mr. Baron Corbin that we were just talking about, like, you know. It's a, it's a similar situation. So I would like to see them step up their creative and just start giving their talented people great stories. And then we wouldn't have to worry about things like this. Now, I, I, I want to put a question to the three of you. We know that a draft should be coming towards the end of August, uh, start of September, after SummerSlam, which we'll come on to a little bit later in the podcast. Where do you put Priest? Where do you put King Corbin? Where do you put all, all these guys that are in the mix? Where, 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 would you, where would you shuffle the pack? I would personally like anyone that's been called up from NXT to either show to remain where they are mm. um, in most situations, I think, uh, just because I, I, I think it, it's going to confuse people that aren't already f- familiar with them, you know, for the people that don't watch NXT. I don't know why you don't watch NXT if you don't, but because um, you should be, it's their best product. But uh you know, I I would like to see a lot of them stay in the same place. Mm. Um, I like I like where Seth and uh, Bailey are right now. I think that's good. I'd like to put Bray Wyatt anywhere that he can be on te- on television. <laughs> like, um, I don't I don't know. That's an, that's a pretty interesting question. I think Charlotte Flair should have her own show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if if they're thinking of turning Corbin face, I mean. They could move him to Raw. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, like a Baron Corman versus Sheamus match is intriguing. I mean, I don't think I've seen them face each other, have they? I'm sure they have on on Raw, yeah. main event, or, or <laughs> along the way. Probably, I don't know, shows, but, maybe. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, uh, yeah, because like Baron Corman, I don't, I think he needs to stay away from Roman because they have that long feud with the. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and then like Drew McIntyre, I think he'll, I think he needs to move to SmackDown. I think um, that will help uh, his character a lot. 
I mean, I, I mean sort of diving into that, I mean, spoilers, you know, Drew McIntyre is in the Money in the Bank match. After winning that triple threat, I mean, yes, it, we, we, we we can safely say he's not winning it, but even him being in that mix, having that 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 title, obviously, you know, from from, from the UK perspective, you know, any British world champion will take it. And seeing Drew being on top for the last year and a bit has been has been fantastic. But sit the last couple of months where he's had shot after shot after shot, and now. The, the the possibility of seeing him with the, the money in the bank briefcase, it, it either spells heel turn or they are just running out of ideas. And of course, I, I wouldn't love that. I wouldn't love that. Together, could you, could you imagine? And uh, I could see that though. Like Drew McIntyre winning money in the bank, and then Kofi Kingston winning the title again, and then Drew cashing it in on him. Ooh, that's major heat right there. That would make his character change so much. Mm. And that would, like, you know, rejuvenate him so much. And then Big E takes it off of him. There, see, look, there you go. I mean, I just, just about bring it back to what we, we were saying, of course, um, Bronson Reed and Karrion Cross have been backstage at Monday Night Raw. They're both featured on the main event uh, last week and I believe this week as well. Um, I mean, with two figures like that, obviously, current title holders were down in NXT, is that where, where do you they fit in? Do, do they have another year or two down down in NXT? Or do you think maybe they could uh, liven things up on Raw and SmackDown? Well, I think it'll also depend on like how uh, the Great American Bash goes mm. for NXT in the next two weeks. Just to see, like, oh, if they lose the titles, oh, yeah. So maybe they'll just probably have them feud like maybe one more month. And then, you know, maybe they'll be called up uh, mm. from, the, from the draft. So... Yeah, I think Cross Cross is definitely destined for Raw or SmackDown sooner rather than later. Um, Bronson Reed, I didn't really see coming up that quick. I do love Bronson Reed. He's got a great look and a great vibe about him. I wouldn't mind him on the main roster. I say I'm more on SmackDown because, like, to me, it's like it's not taller guys. Like, you know, it's like average, you know, size type of guys or – at least like almost six feet or something. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so I could see that maybe. Bronson Reed and Otis feud. Yeah, I would too. To battle the big guys. Yeah, why not? I mean, mm -hmm. I wonder if we can assume that WWE is going to pull another one of their you know major creative resets in a way um, as soon as as the fans come back and we're going to get a lot maybe. Yeah. Even sixty, you know, seventy percent no. of you know storylines just absolutely start over. Oh no, of course, they, no. The, the the major reset they need is for the women. I'm sorry, both Raw, yeah. like Raw's women's division needs a total reset. I want Becky Lynch to come back because that women's division is atrocious right now. It's mm. sad to see that because they have talented women, but it's atrocious on their booking. I need Becky in my it, life. It, right I, I I I think you're you're, you're right, Alanda. I think. And, and and this is going to be such an unpopular opinion, but you know I'm here on Booker Bomb Entertainment now. I th I think the way that the, the both women's divisions are at the moment right now, it's worse than the Diva days. You know, it's worse than that. At no, least no, I, no, no. At least SmackDown is a little bit more uh, a little bit more workable because Raw's at least awful. they book. Yeah, Raw, no, Raw is terrible. Like right now, they're using all the women, but it's just atrocious. They're booking them. You know, I'm just saying. You know. 
And I just want, you know, for me, I think Naomi would be perfect going back to SmackDown and especially mm -hmm. being a part of the whole Roman because she is technically family because she is married mm -hmm. to the family. So, I mean, that could work right there, you know? Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. And even with Alexa Bliss and, and Shayna, Shayna Baszler, Shayna Baszler, you know? She's Four been booked so horrible. Marina Shafir got uh, released uh, in, in, in the latest rounds of cuts. I mean, do, do you remember when we, when we flirted with the idea of horsewomen versus horsewomen, and right. we were all getting excited with that? It's, oh, it, it feels it just feels like a foreign time to me. Triple yeah. H is losing his mind right now because I mean he set, he he set I, I everything up for gold. You know, he's losing. I, think, I, I genuinely don't think it's Triple H. I think it's other people. No, 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 no. Look, the no, Triple no, no, H has I, said. I think Triple H has said, like you know, when they go up to the main roster, it's out of his hands. He can't really do anything about it. That's what I'm saying. Like he he's given so much potential for all these great storylines on the main roster, and it's been completely shadow shadow upon. And I I've, I kind of feel bad for him on this one. I really do. In a lot of situations, yeah. Alistair Black, um, you know, Nikki Cross. The list goes on. At least real looks good now. Last, I actually like what Nikki Cross is doing right now. At least I like it's it now. Perfect. I love the superhero thing. But I mean, yeah, like, of course, it's very cute. You know, in terms of, <laughs> I love it. Of the whole, you know, last two years, like, why do we? Why does every female storyline have to be? We're best friends now. We're not best friends. Like, come on, like, just give give me more than that. We're not talking. We're never talking about besties with the guys. It's, it's always with the girls. Why does it have to be like that? Mm -hmm. So while we're on this subject a little bit, uh, it's been reported that Vince McMahon is going to be backstage at NXT this week, kind of scouting some talent, mm -hmm. um, looking to fill some empty spots in the roster for Raw and SmackDown with the latest releases. Um, so as has been reported, Bronson Reed, uh, Karrion Cross, Scarlett, and Shotzi Blackheart have all had kind of tryout matches to see where they might fit. Um, it's not Ooh, known Shotzi, it's going to be anybody Shotzi, else. She, Shotzi is going to be such a major star for them. If, if Vince does not fuck her up i'm just saying like she think is think about what you're saying think about yeah, what I, you're saying i know but it's just like it's like she's like the modern day lead up like shanti mm. blackheart like imagine like that like a cool ass chick that could do high flying moves you know if they don't like uh, ruby riot they're not gonna like shanti blackheart i'm sorry uh, i hate that i love shanti but I, I feel like they're they're very similar Mm -hmm. the, 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 the thing is, I don't, what is going through Vince McMahon's head? I mean, re rewind six months, and the whole push was NXT India. We had NXT UK pre-pandemic, and we've got NXT. We've got the three separate entities where he's got a wealth of talent to, to draw upon. And yet, yes, you can factor in the pandemic and travel restrictions, and, that, and that's that's fine to an extent. But, you know, what 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 else can you do? You know, he with NXT India, that's been very much taken a huge hindrance, of course, with the Bollywood boys being released. And, you know, there is obviously less progress being made with NXT India than it was with NXT UK. And, of course, even with NXT UK, they've just taken Piper Niven and made a do drop, which is just, just disappointing, uh, considering, you know, how excellent nxt uk women's division is at the moment compared yep. to the rest of, of the entire company um yeah. so it, it's, it's just a shame what what what's going on uh within the de developmental system so uh, un unless 
Vince McMahon finds the next Brock Lesnar uh, in, in the performance center. Cash oh, no, he's there. there. He's going to be he's there. there. What's his name? What's Parker name Bordeaux. Mm. Yeah, Parker Bordeaux. Yeah, Parker Bordeaux is there. So they're saying that he's like the next type of Brock Lesnar. I don't see it, but whatever. I mean, the, 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 the only hope, going back, you said about the women's division, the only hope is on two women in NXT UK. Uh, that's Blair Davenport, better known as B Priestley, and uh, their current NXT UK women's champion, who they just brought in. And I can't think oh, of the name. Oh, Mako? Oh my God, I love Mako. Love oh Mako. She is so, no, and she wants to come to the main roster because she wants to face Sasha, Bailey, mm. Charlotte. So I'm thinking like she's waiting. Or like you know, Satsumura against Asuka in a proper match and not a WWE scripted match. Oh my word! Ding ding ding! Jackpot! No, no. You know what was Sasha's best match was when she faced Io in NXT. Mm. That was a good match, I have to say. And this is—I don't know who else they he wants. Like Vince McMahon, honestly. Like I—I I mean, there are a few giants. I think. Um, what's his name? Kay- um, Kaylee Ray. I think will make it there eventually. Oh, no, yeah, I think that's probably why she's off TV right now. I don't know if she's having – she's probably going to have a rematch coming up with uh, Mako, and then she's probably going to come to the – I I would like her at NXT Prime, you know. Probably probably that's what's going to happen first. I don't think she's going to go straight to Raw or SmackDown, but yeah, you never know. Piper did. Yeah, But I'm sorry to say this, but I think five women from NXT could be added to either Raw or SmackDown. Like Raquel's probably ready. Dakota's very ready right now. Like her character is really good. You know, Amber could go back. I mean, I don't know if she wants to go back, but I mean, Tegan, her Shotzi would Tegan be an knows. amazing tag team. And Tegan since we're talking she comes back from injury. Since we're talking so much about NXT UK and people that came from there, can we send Pete Dunn to Raw and can I have the browser weights back, please? Can I ha- no, I, but that's a comedy though. But he's not very like very much a serious hero. It's so I can't see that. Good. It was mm. so good. I was a huge mm. fan. But no, but Riddle's doing well with Randy. Actually, I have to say Riddle is having an amazing year. Like this, this, this is his year with all of the incredible matches segments that he's been having on Raw. Everybody's talking about him a lot. So I have to say Riddle, whatever he's doing, he's doing it right. And even Vince McMahon. Uh, likes him so uh moving on we this week in raw we did see the reintroduction sort of of the 24 7 title uh changed hands a couple times during the show glad to have it back yeah, yeah, yeah sure why not if in doubt 24 7 you gotta remember <laughs> though like they're gonna go back to live crowd so they're gonna have to have like that comedy segment or some sort of like interruption type of segment throughout the show because gotta go to the bathroom and, at some point. Yeah, exactly. Or like, you know, if they have like a bathroom break, I don't know. So there's not enough time. It just comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. They're always like, you know, yeah. 30 to 90 but, seconds. Yeah. But I feel bad for like Drew Gulak and Akira Tozawa. Like, is this like, I, ugh. Do, do you remember but, Backlash last year? When Akira Tozawa came back and the ninjas and, and oh. oh my god! <laughs> like um, compare, compare the octopus, whatever kind of creature octopus he. Is. Hey, <laughs> the, there is one positive thing that came out of that. Omas is now a champion. 
So at least he is somehow graduated from, from that storyline. No, 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 no. He graduated from being a black ninja to being the security for Shane McMahon to now being the one half of the Raw Tag Team Champion. So he had, he had his little share of like different gimmicks. So. Fake Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> fake, fake Diesel. <laughs> I'm just waiting for him to have like a decent one-on-one match with somebody. Like, you know, like, you know, I... Hopefully he'll have like one of his like like a good match soon. Mm-hmm. So hopefully. Uh, so Alex Riley uh, wants professional wrestling to unionize. Uh, he was on Booker T's podcast. Um, he went into it, went on a little bit of a rant. Booker went back later and asked Riley to expand on why he felt unionization was right for wrestling business. Uh, Riley elaborated that he felt it would help give the talent a stronger voice. Would also give the wrestlers below the superstars more of a chance to make money and succeed. Yeah, I mean, like we, we've been here, done it before, haven't we? Unionization has been on the table for as long as Vince McMahon has been making money uh, over the years. Jesse Ventura tried it, I saw last year. There was a That's massive like 30, drive. 40 years ago. He tried doing that like 30, 40 years ago. So. Mm. It's 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 insane, and even now, like a sort of post speaking out movement and sort of recognizing where wrestling is at within within the society and culture, there there is a huge movement to to, to unionize and to protect what you know workers and, and ring crew and referees and, and sort of everyone within the businesses. That it, it it takes it takes just as big a revolution as Vince McMahon to do it. Now, whether that is somebody like Tony Khan or whether that is an indie promoter who's willing to put their cojones on the line and say, you know what, this is what we want to do. Who knows? But Dave yeah. Honor. <laughs> but what? Why not Danhausen? That'll be Danhausen yeah. will be our leader. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Danhausen says we should have a union. Danhausen will make it happen. That would be very nice. Um, Imagine here's like what I'm thinking. Yeah, here's what I think. When WC does, uh, when WWE is bought, I'm thinking that's when it's going to happen. Mm. Well, so okay. it, the rumor is that they're being bought or they're going to be selling. So the only way that unionization may happen is like one of these big corporations buy them, buy okay. WWE. Okay, so here's another thing though. Like all, all of the union talk was mostly discussed while, you know, WWE was was the main large game in town. Now we have AEW where, where the wrestlers are treated very well. And so uh, how are, um, it, I would be interested to see how many people from them would actually want to join the union. And then Tony Khan would be like, I, tr- I treat you guys great. Why would you want to do that? But knowing Tony Khan, he would probably be into it and be super supportive of it. So I don't know. He deals with it on the NFL like- side, so... Yeah, exactly. So, right. like, even that's what Alex already said. Like, point. like, like the very is almost like in the NFL and the NBA. So, mm. you know. So yeah, but also he has a, still a little bit of bitterness. If you follow him on Instagram, he <laughs> he like even though he talked nicely about John Cena, if you saw his post on Instagram, it's like he's ready for to really like really say what he feels about John Cena. So yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, so Nick Khan uh, was talking about WWE SummerSlam helping Las Vegas economy. Other uh, Khan. The other Khan. It's a little... <laughs> That's what I call him. 
Yeah. Uh, so WWE President and Chief Revenue Officer Nick Khan recently spoke uh, with Brock Radke of the Las Vegas Sun to promote the upcoming WWE SummerSlam pay-per-view, uh, which is going to be Saturday. Surprisingly, a pay-per-view on a Saturday for WWE. That's not NXT. First um, first Saturday since 1992, bitches. Wembley Stadium. Bring it home! <laughs> we already had England uh, in Euro 2020 against the Germans. Let's have it at Wembley, please. Thank you. <laughs> they're still trying to. They're still talking about that, so it may happen. In the future, but anyway, Tyson Fury, Drew McIntyre main event. It's still on the table. It could happen. Cody Rose needs to put his money where his mouth is. <laughs> do, 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 do you know what? I, I've I've said it for time and time again. Yes, I may be wearing an AEW T-shirt, but. The, de- the deal with, with Tony Khan has in the UK is so lucrative and he's getting so little out of it at the moment. Yes, pandemic to one side. That yeah, Yes, he's, he, he's co-owner of uh, Fulham Football Club at Craven Cottage, uh, which you know, is, is a neat little 25,000, 30,000-seater uh, stadium. Um, and, and so the potential is then they also have the broadcast deal with ITV, um, which although you know, it, it's, it's being broadcast, it's being broadcast at stupid o'clock in the morning and not even being broadcast live. So there, there's so much <laughs> potential there. But on the other hand, WWE have invested with BT Sport that that they're racing to, to grab hold of the UK and say, right, let, let's put make the UK happen. Let's make it a thing. So it, it will be fascinating who, who shoots first. We'll see. Uh, they did advertise on Raw last night that WWE is going back to the UK. It was either late yeah, August, mid September. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You planning on going, Luke? Uh, I'll, I'll be frantically searching for tickets. Uh, certainly, when they come available, uh, that is certainly for sure. Um, I mean, what, one thing about August twenty first. You know, there's so much talk and hype about the card. I mean, we, we, we've seen it in, in, in the sheets uh, the last couple of days that we're looking at Goldberg versus Lashley for the WWE title, which exactly. Um, I mean, uh, we're talking about John Cena. He's obviously flirted with every single wrestling fan uh, during his press tour for Fast and Furious 9, saying he's coming back, but we know he's coming back, but he's not giving us a date. Uh, of course, Becky Lynch is in the mix. Ronda Rousey's in the mix. Brock Lesnar's in the mix. Yeah. Well, no, Ronda uh, no more because she's pregnant right now. So we have to wait until next year. Oh, like that would stop her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she would uh-huh. still come out and uh, give an armbar just for the sake of it. Um, so, so that they're really putting all all of their marbles on the twenty first of August in uh, the Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, of course. Of course. One of the main selling points, of course, he was, Nick Khan was talking about uh, the last focus economy. On the same night, you've got Manny Pacquiao against Terence Crawford across the road. They're looking to oh. make the show uh, a shorter length to encourage fans to hop across the road and, and go get there in time for the main event and, and see World Championship boxing on the same level as, uh, as wrestling at the same time. Um, so that would be did, an interesting. They thought. did say they're going to end the WWE pay per view before I think the, the main event mm. for boxing, so that they're trying to have as little crossover as possible. I mean, for us in the UK, it's still 4 a.m., so fuck you, America. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's <laughs> hey, fuck the worst coast, huh? Um, <laughs> but you know, it's it's it, it, it is what it is. It'll, it'll be interesting to see how they pull it off. Um, and sort of how it unfolds, but th- 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 you know, SummerSlam is WrestleMania this year. I mean, you know, they had so so much bad luck with with WrestleMania this year with the, the lightning delay and 
and sort of the rain in between that that, that weekend that they're everything everything in, in, into <laughs> vegas um so <laughs> it's to, to, to quote a rival company it's double or nothing it very much is hey if you so, want to sell some um, tickets have pregnant ronda rousey put becky lynch in an arm bar do it do it safely be everyone be careful but you like you would get the entire world oh my god it's a pregnant women fight right. oh my god my god she's pregnant my god my god <laughs> <laughs> But I no, mean, no, no, like, wait, 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 it's Michael Cole. Oh, my! <laughs> oh, my! <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so speaking of returns, Alberto Del Rio has expressed interest in a return to WWE. Next. <sighs> Next. <laughs> uh, he, I mean, I've said he was open to a WWE return and potential Hall of Fame induction. I don't know Hall of Fame induction. Wait, 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 hold on. Wait, wait, wait. I thought he said he never wanted to come back. Now he wants to come back? Didn't he say that in an interview before? Hey, oh, if please. he wants to come back and job to Ricochet and fucking Jinder Mahal on main event, I'm all about it. Go right <laughs> ahead. <laughs> but the, 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 yeah. What 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 can we say about Alberto Del uh, El Patron? That's that's nice, really. Um I mean like he he's got obviously got his match against um Andrade El Idolo. Uh, in late July for Lucha Libre, uh, there he's also got his court appearance. Um, he's doing it, but he, he, he'll never, like, he, he'll never ever. Luke, uh, I like you already. I like you already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, money well subject, please. <laughs> Uh, he'll, 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 he'll never ever step foot in a WWE ring again. I think it's very much a Benoit moment where, and and, and this goes back to to some uh, part of the booking that yeah, you know, the last time Edge won a world uh, championship or was in a one on one world title fight was against Del Arsol uh, at twenty seven to open the show, uh, which of course was Edge's uh, final match before he retired ten years ago. So yeah, it's. It, 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 it's a dark moment in our history, dark moment in, in modern wrestling history, considering five, six years ago he was being touted as the Mexican John Cena and really had all the p potential within him. But, oh, God, how can people be uh, be such assholes, you know? Conversely, if you'd like to give me Ricardo versus Dominic Mysterio, <laughs> I would very much welcome that. <laughs> I... I do you know, I, I reached out to him on, on Twitter over the Royal Rumble weekend in January about his uh, cameo in the 2012 Rumble. Yeah, in in in, in the pure shithousery, you know, bonkers uh, match that was with Mick Foley, Santino, and Ricardo just thrown in for for, for old times. Like, apparently, that's <laughs> well, that one of his experiences at the company. So you know, fair fair play to him, and you know, it, it's it's a once in a lifetime shot that you're going to be in, in a Royal Rumble, let alone in a spot like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Ugh. last segment we'll get to, uh, we'll say it should be a lesson to many outside the business who want to look inside the business. Uh, Kenis or Kenisa, I'm not sure, has her first name, Mobley. Um, that name doesn't sound familiar. She's the Mobley, yeah, the, the yes. WWE writer. Yep, she was a stand-up comedian podcast host who got hired by WWE and then released a week later for going on... Um, the Asian, not Asian podcast and saying that 
she didn't know anything about the business and still got hired anyways and didn't know if their champion was Bobby Ashley Bobby or Bobby Ashley. Lashley. Yeah. Well, okay. Being devil's advocate, they said it was not because of that podcast. It was something else internally. So I don't, I, we don't really know why was it that she was let go because she didn't even start in WWE as the writer. So she was hired and then something internal happened and then that's when she was let go. According to a few of Fightful's inside WWE sources, um, it was backlash between the fans and some of the wrestlers feeling disrespected. So maybe the lesson should be don't disrespect the business like that. Yeah, I, I, well, I think there's, there's multiple layers to this. Of course, mm-hmm. as, as somebody who is a journalist and a broadcaster, you know, there is a creative writing element where, and and, and I'll try not to say the words Vince Russo. Um, <laughs> if you're a creative writer on television Beatles, or, Beatles, or, Beatles. Or, or films or whatnot, that that there is so much adaptability to bring him to wrestling that could provide a, a, a fresh approach. And you know, whatever you think of Russo, his booking brought a fresh approach to, to, to the business. Um, now, now what she's done is, you know, if, if she's got an opportunity of a lifetime. I mean, anyone here would, would give every dollar, every cent, every pound sterling they have. To, to be able to be in a position she had and uh you know she she had she had her time in the sun you know whether she understood the business or learned all the time is, is another thing but she tried you know mm-hmm. she can I, I think she's in a position where you know yes she she may be let go you know separate to, to all this issues that she still has taken a lot away from from the experience of being involved with the company um mm-hmm. And, you know, I, th- I think the, the last point is that whoever they bring in next is that they have to have that. It's, it's, it's almost the, 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 the Jim, scale, uh, Jim Cornette scale, isn't it? That it's finding the balance between somebody who is deeply invested in the, in the business and understands the, 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 the rich history that, that this business has and finding somebody who has such a, a talent that can can produce a narrative, produce a story that all can be told physically within the ring, but also outside of the ring and can be pushed and, and can draw us in each and every week. And when you're, you're producing three hours for Raw, two hours for SmackDown, NXT and main event, um, and, and then the pay-per-views once a month is that, you know, it's, it's a huge responsibility, but for the right people in the right, right positions, it can, it can be gold. Yeah. I mean, I just think I don't understand. Like, if you get hired somewhere to do something and you don't know what much about what's going on, and you try to talk out of your ass, I don't know. I kind of feel bad for her because she's obviously very good at at her job. Um, but uh, that was, you know, I think she just kind of misspoke. It's almost like she scammed her way. Yeah. Like, you don't have to say the names, you know, you could just like say like literally like, oh, I just got here. I don't really know the business too much. I'm trying to learn everybody's names, you know, hopefully I get to know everybody's names so that that way I can work with everybody. Mm -hmm. See, that's like a nice little PR kind of like, come on. Yeah, and, and as much as we can sort of give her a bit of sympathy uh, on the side, she is working with people like Bruce fucking Bridget. He's been in yeah. the game, but also, but also at the same time, it's WWE too. Like they pop their their mindset is not wrestling. Their mindset is entertainment. So exactly. of course they're going to be. But I, I, okay, let let me put this to you. Obviously, with Peacock uh, having a strong uh, influence within within the, the game, do you think that that maybe 
will influence writers from over there to come over and and migrate into into WWE to make it more peacock peacockette? Do you think that that, that that's unless, a move that NBC will want to do? Unless they buy them, that's the only way that I see it. Because the the rumor is is just that uh, Univer- uh, NBC Universal is buying them, so mm. that's what I think. I mean, but I mean, it, it would be smart for them, like USA Network, getting their writers because they have like some good TV shows on their network. USA Network, they have an amazing drama series that they could probably maybe bring in some writers from there. Fox has some good shows too; they could have some writers there. So, <laughs> so give me the writers from Parks and Recreation. And half of the of, of the writer of, of the roster from WWE, you're gonna get a solid product. I'm just saying, you know. And how about have some of the producers be some writers too? I don't get it. Like, yeah. I just, I don't know. If somebody if they if a wrestler like after he retires, if he wants to really give back to the business, why not be like a writer? You know, help out with the writing yeah. and like the promo. This, this is it. I mean, even with Samoa Joe coming back to NXT and and taking on more of a uh, a scouting role uh, within the company. I mean, obviously we've seen WrestleMania Carlito had tryouts. We had Molly Holly's had tryouts uh, behind the scenes. So that there is more of an influence nowadays to performers to give back within the business to 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 help book and help you know try out with the pencil. Jason Jordan, of course, a, a famous example where his uh, career was cut short. Far too soon is now a, a producer. I'm pretty sure he's still uh, w- within the company. That you know, it's it, it's valuable because where you know they are, although they are internalizing, they're still producing good content and something that is a believable product. Mm-hmm. Who could argue yeah. with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Who can? Brian probably. Yeah, Brian. Yeah, where's Brian? Ooh, I want. I'm waiting just a day for Luke and Brian just to have a little one-on-one. Oh, it's going down. <laughs> it's going down. So glad that you're here with us, Luke. This is really fantastic to have you on board. Yes, we are glad you're here. Yes, we are. I mean, I mean, is it arguably the best signing in in all of wrestling infotainment? I think it is. <laughs> I think it genuinely is. <laughs> Drop the infotainment on us. <laughs> All right, so we will cut the show oh, out it. here. Um, as it says in the banner down below, don't forget to subscribe and rate our podcast on Apple. Give us a five stars, subscribe to it. Um, like us on our Facebook page, soon to be coming. We're loading a Facebook group. You can interact with all of us. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel and Twitter at BuckleBombENT. And shop for our merch at buckle, shopbucklebomb.com. Yes. Daniel, where can they find you? You can find me at DMC Grizzle on Twitter, Instagram, and you can find me purchasing my tickets to wrestling events from the arena itself. <laughs> uh, you can follow me. <laughs> uh, you can follow me, guys. Huh? Oh, I, I, I mean, yeah. Let's. Do, do, do you know what? I, I, as one one final point here. Ten years uh, to, to the day. That CM Bonk uh, dropped that pipe bomb on Monday Night Raw as John Cena lay there awkwardly in the ring. Uh, just quick, quick final thoughts from, from the three of you. Uh, do you think it's as meaningful and as effective as it uh, as it was ten years ago? Do you think it's an overrated uh, um, promo? Your thoughts on it all? I think, uh, in terms of just, well, okay, I'll say this in two ways. In terms of 
wrestling overall, of course, absolutely. I'll say it in terms of, you know, WWE, 5,000%, because how many promos today do you hear on any WWE product that you believe or don't seem like they're completely tone deaf? Mm. And so to have something like that that was so incredibly shoot worthy and correct and also fit so perfectly in w with a character uh it it's still to this day is moi. it's beautiful mm -hmm. i actually wasn't watching wrestling 10 years ago um so i wasn't around for that moment but you know i've seen or heard it since then and the fact that it's still talk about the way that it is today speaks for how relevant that it actually is mm. yeah and also, it brought back a lot of fans from because a lot of people laughed after like the ruthless aggression era, and also it brought in some like wrestling wrestlers that you never expected to be there. Like I remember when Ruby before she got when she was released, she said like she never thought in her wildest dreams she'll make it to WWE, and she did. A lot of these wrestlers never thought they would be able to go to WWE, thanks to CM Punk, because you know he was kind of like the indie star that made it. So. You know, mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said right. so much facts about CM uh, about Cena. I'm sorry, I hated Cena at that time. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, he was so right about what uh, what he said about Cena. So yeah, I, I mean, of all the things that that John Cena said on his uh, F9 promo tour, not, not one time has he said, "Oh yeah, I did get put through a table by our truth Oh yeah, I did get roasted by uh, CM Punk on the stage. Oh yeah, that <laughs> did happen ten years ago. Oh yeah, I was a bad wrestler back then." No, he doesn't. No, because WWE put him as like their poster boy, so he doesn't yeah. care about that. He knows that WWE, like WWE knows that they love him. And he loves WWE because, like, he put him on the map for over a decade. So, yeah. All right. And Luke, where can they find you on your socials if they want to find you? They can find me at One Walshmeister on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I'll be sure to to hear your comments and uh, hear your appraisals of the fact that I've signed for the best wrestling infotainment company around. And uh, I'll be sure to uh, make you guys uh, go from strength to strength in in the future. That's for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Have a great night, everyone. <laughs>